Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Memoirs Through a Blind Woman's Eyes. This is Riley Rose Frazee, your host, and I'm recording this on the 26th of September after the final game that Marty Brenneman, my favorite broadcaster, broadcasted with his only son. And boy, was it a rough one. <laughs> like I said, I knew I was going to get emotional. <laughs> But, yeah, it was um, up and down all over the place. The game, of course, sucked because the Reds got their asses literally handed to them by the Brewers tonight. But other than that, it was, it was really fun. His grandkid, Luke, actually did a couple of calls. He did Joey Vado's at-bat in the third inning and then they went into the fourth and he did Ryan Braun's at bat and he did pretty dang good I, I gotta I gotta say he did excellent for being a freshman in high school this boy was pretty good you know he he was embarrassed after his first call but he he nailed it the second time you know, which, of course, Marty had talked about his most embarrassing moment. Calling Al Lopez Field, Al Michaels Field. <laughs> but, you know, he... He had them there, and then Bob Euchre came down, which is the broadcaster for the Brewers, longtime broadcaster for them. He came down, and, oh my God, he's so funny. <laughs> he was killing me tonight. But... Anyway, oh my god, but, you know, tomorrow was the last game he broadcast, and it's like, yeah, it's, it's going to be really weird next year. I'm not going to lie, I, tomorrow is probably going to be a rough one, because tonight's, <sighs> I mean, tonight's broadcast was hard as it is, and... You know, I pre-recorded a tribute to Marty trying to stay calm, but I'm more than likely going to have three episodes tomorrow like I did today because I'm more than likely going to come on tomorrow night and talk about Marty again. Tomorrow is Marty Brenneman Day, man. Tomorrow is Marty Brenneman Day. And like I said many times, if it wasn't for that man, I would not have gotten into any sports at all because I can't see. Baseball. I've never seen it. I was born light perception blind. I've never seen the game. Never seen a ballpark. I've smelled it. I've heard it. I've basically tasted food there. I've, you know, felt a baseball, felt a bat, felt, you know, different equipment. Of course, it was, it was not major league equipment, but you know, it was, you know, Little League, but still. But I'm not going to lie. There are ballparks I want to go to that I've never been to. <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't have wanted to go if it wasn't for that man right there. And that's the truth. I would never have gotten into baseball or even football. 
if it wasn't for Cincinnati's broadcasters. You know, and it's it's emotional because that guy has described so many games in my 35 years of life. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle it next year. I'm going to be point blunt. I mean, I know he's still going to be part of the organization because he said that, but I don't know how in the hell I'm going to handle it not hearing that voice every day. Not saying Tommy ain't good. I'm not saying that at all because Tommy Thrall is amazing too. But I'm so used to Marty and Jeff. I honestly... When Joe died, I honestly thought, oh God, how are they going to come up with somebody to step in to them shoes? And even Marty was saying that. How in the hell are they going to find somebody that will step into Joe's shoes? And he's, Marty is not a religious person. He said that, he said, but he believed wholeheartedly God sent him Jeff Brantley. And that guy is amazing, too. Then if I do still manage to follow, it would be because of Jeff. Because that guy is fantastic. And it'll probably be the encouragement of my boyfriend to keep following him. Because... <laughs> Not having Marty there describing the game anymore? Ugh, duh. That's going to be hardcore because Marty was the coolest guy ever. I mean, he really was and always will be. He's, he's the best. They don't call him the Hall of Famer for nothing. All I hope to God is they win tomorrow because I want to hear him so badly say his signature line so bad. Come on, Reds. Will you just win one? Win on his retirement day, please. If I don't ask for anything else this year, hell, I don't want a Christmas present for Christ's sake. I just want you guys to win so he'll say his signature phrase. That's all I want right there. That's all I freaking want. Right there. I've gotten what I want. I got my boyfriend. That's all I wanted this year. But I'll tell you what, the only thing... That I want now is for him to be able to say his signature phrase, please. That is the big thing I want. If I have to plead, <laughs> for Christ's sakes, just win that last game against the freaking Brewers, please. Yeah, it's against their ace, but come on. You guys, seriously, win it for Marty. If not for me, do it for Marty. That way he can say, and this one belongs to the Reds. Just one more freaking time. Just saying. Because <laughs> I don't say it as good as he does. So come on, guys. <laughs> but, yeah. Like I said, I knew tonight was going to be rough. I knew that for freaking sure. And this is going to go up before his tribute 
in the middle, and then I'm going to come on later in the evening and do my thoughts after that, which will probably, again, be another rough, rough one. It's going to be rough. So, you know, some of the things I love, like I said, I loved how descriptive he was, and oh man, tonight I literally got a scare too. Because um, one of the things, I, like I said, he's so detailed. And tonight, whew, oh dear God, I nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> we were sitting there listening, and in the seventh inning, I think it was. I'm wanting to say it was the seventh inning. Um, yeah, Sal Romano was pitching. And I can't remember who was up there, but um, he threw the ball 97 miles an hour and hit the guy on the shoulder. And we honestly thought it hit him in the head. And I literally almost screeched because the way Tom and Marty both reacted, because they were, they were sitting up, you know, in, in Gapper's Alley behind the, um, on the, down on the level. And they could see up the first baseline. And, oh, dear God. I mean, when they yelled, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, have mercy. Scared the hell out of me. And when, when you got good broadcasters like that, you take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because, oh, dear Lord. You know, um, you get the good, which is the details of the game. The bad, which is sometimes some nasty fucking scores. And some ugly, which is injuries. Because I'll... Well, not to mention fucking... Ballpark fights. Oh, dear Jesus. Please. But... You know... You get the good, the bad, and the ugly. When you get... Good broadcasting. And... Oh, dear Lord. Was that awful. When... That guy about got, you know, when I thought he got hit in the head. Or that one time I remember Marty was broadcasting a spring training game. And I know, I happen to know where it was. It was in Surprise, Arizona against the Royals, I believe. And our oldest Chapman got hit in the head with a line drive. Came back and cracked him in the forehead. Busted his head open. One of his own pitches came back and busted him in the face. And he was just laying on the on the mound, just like it just I mean, it just hit him and he just went down. Just and you heard it from the from the from the booth. You heard it hit him in the head. And Jeff Brantley You know, these guys are professionals, but man, they can they can put their emotion in it too. And he's like, There's just no time you know, for him to react because the ball came back at him so fast. He had no time to get out of the way of it. And I mean, to get the descriptions these guys do, and I've said this many times, I don't think they realize what they do for fans that can't see a baseball game or a football game. I mean... For somebody who's never, ever seen it or even going to see it, 
It's amazing what they do. It's absolutely amazing what they do. And Marty is so good at it. And he's going to be greatly missed by a lot of people. Including me. I mean, that man is going to be greatly missed. Because he is so good at what he does. I mean, he is amazing. He's absolutely amazing. You know, describing food at the ballpark, what's, you know, good things at ballparks or in the press dining rooms or uh, the time Jeff Brantley couldn't find his car in the, in the um, parking lot at the airport. The t- you know, the time Jeff Brantley looked out, there was a barge on the river and they were watching it and Jeff said, well, Marty, he's probably sitting there watching us. Or listen to us broadcast. You know, the time um, Marty made a bet with um, Chris Spire that the Reds, he says, well, if they win 10 in a row, I'll shave my head. And this story kills me every time. He said, if they win 10, I'll shave my head. But only if they win 10. Well, guess what? They won 10 in a row. And Marty shaved his head. But you know what? He didn't just shave his head, you guys. He did it for a benefit. For the Dragonfly Foundation. Which is an organization that helps to fight cancer. Childhood cancer. And the little kids were standing there. Watching him shave his head, get his head shaved that night, and they go, He looks like us now. He don't have any hair. And I'm like, Waterworks. Just complete waterworks. And he's kept his head shaved ever since. I found out tonight. He has kept his head shaved ever since that day. I did not know that until tonight. One hell of a dude right there that is one hell of a dude to do that you know and he had real poofy curly hair I happen to know that and shaved it all off as a benefit to the dragonfly foundation you know and he he does a golf tournament every year for the reds community fund he's doing a um Marty cigar party at Montgomery Inn next month. I mean, the guy is just, he's an amazing dude. He really is. I mean, the Reds were lucky to have that guy. The Reds are lucky to have that guy because he's still going to be in the organization. To have a broadcaster like that, they are one lucky baseball team. I'm telling you what. And I'm so glad that I risked getting at bat years ago because I honestly didn't, I almost didn't do it. I almost didn't do it, you guys, because I thought, well, I'm going to be in Ohio. I don't need it. Well, I'm glad I did because I wouldn't have heard any of Marty's games this year. 
especially when I moved up here. I wouldn't have heard the last three games that he broadcasted if I hadn't paid 20 bucks a year to get at-bat premium. If I wouldn't have paid for it, I wouldn't have got it. And I wouldn't have been able to hear it, which would have really sucked. Really, really, really sucked. And I can still hear the Bengals because I got pro football radio. <laughs> so I'll get to still hear Dave Lapham, who was, you know, another one of my faves. And I would not have known jack shit about football. And like I said, there is a football story. I so have to post it. Like I said, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do it. But I got to figure out how to do it. And I might not, like I said before, I might not be able to do it now. I might have to do it next summer and post it for next football season. But I have a pretty funny football story. I mean, it's funny now, but back then it was traumatic. <sighs> but if it wasn't for Dave, his soothing voice, I probably would have just gave up that day. <laughs> I'm serious. If it wasn't for him, his descriptions, just like with Marty, if it wasn't for Dave describing what's going on, I'd have been freaking lost. Especially football. Football is so freaking high, fast, paced. Oh, dear Lord. There's no way I could keep up with it. But Dave is so good at describing what's going on. You know, more detailed. You know, Dan does the usual, the play-by-play -play part. But Dave is your color commentator, and Dave is good. I mean... Even my boyfriend's like, I can see why you like these guys. You know. And, he, and for being, you know, a Vikings fan, he looked at me and he says, I see why you enjoy them. They're funny. They're not always serious. And they're so descriptive. He's like, I see why you enjoy them. You know? And... Like I said, I can't remember who in the world Dan, um, was with Dave before Dan, but that guy was amazing too. And I, oh, that drives me nuts. I cannot remember his name. But that's who was there when I first got introduced to the Bengals. And ooh-wee, like I said, <laughs> that was a story. That's a memoir for another time, but good lord. But, like I said, Marty, Marty started it all. Marty and Joe Nuxall, they, they started it all. And, of course, you had sometimes Johnny Bench coming in there, substituting. You had Kent Merker. You had um, Sam LeCure coming in, Danny Graves. Now he's got Jeff Brantley as his caller commentator. I mean, there were so many. Doug Flynn. Jim Kelch, Chris Welsh, of course, Tom. I mean, he had so many different people that I remember coming in there. Jim Day, oh dear Lord, crazy Jim Day. But, I mean, it's been so cool having him as a broadcaster the last 35 years. And everybody sat there and made a comment. When I started following Chicago because of the little boy with cancer. Well, you're giving up on the Reds? Are you fucking kidding me? 
with a broadcaster like Marty, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Come on, get real. That was one comment that royally got under my freaking ever loving, living, loving skin. Just because I did a little tribute to a four-year-old boy that died of cancer and followed his team for him. And he didn't get to see them win the World Series because he died that year. But yet, I'm giving up on Cincinnati. Are you freaking serious, people? And they know who they are. How could I give up on the man that brought me into baseball in the first place? Yeah, if I don't follow him a lot next year, it's because Marty's not there. I'm not going to lie. That doesn't mean I'm going to give up on them. It's just going to be a little hard when Marty's not there. I mean, come on. Get real. Grow up. I mean, seriously. I mean, good lord. Just because I did something for a little child that lost their life the year their team won the World Series, I'm a horrible person, according to some people. According to some idiots, that is. And it's just, it's sick, it just sickens me. It really does. It sickens me that people think I'm that weird to give up on a broadcaster that brought me into the damn sport in the first place. I mean, that man, hell, when I was a little kid, I'd listen to him late at night. Uh, on school nights, for Christ's sake. On school nights, you guys. On school nights, during April and May games, I listened to Marty Brenneman, and that is a fact. And you know what? I was the only one allowed for the simple fact that I got up. And y'all know how I am about mornings. But you know what? <coughs> I did it. Because I only had a few weeks of school and I was able to do it. And then when the Reds in August and September, I got to do it. Because they knew I liked Marty. Then when I when I moved the first time, um, in oh one in October yeah, October the eighth of oh one or not oh one, oh five, excuse me. Um I moved well the place I moved was uh <laughs> signal wise was oh god. It was it was horrible. There was no signal. I couldn't get signal worth a crap there. Talk about being out in the boondocks. Lost all um, signal to even hear a Reds game. It totally sucked because I couldn't listen to them for mm, two years, I think. Which did it. Oh, God, I hated it. And then I didn't get back in until... Oops. Actually, 06 I did because 
um, or was it 06? No, 07. It was 07. That's right. It was a year after, but I did hear about my favorite pitcher moving over to Cincinnati. He got traded over there in 06. I'm like, yay! You know? And, um, because I liked the guy's name. <laughs> Even before he was with Cincinnati, I liked his name. Bronson Arroyo. Yeah, my favorite pitcher. Who retired back in 2017. Um, he was my fave. And he pitched for him for a, a long while. Then he, he left due to free agency. Went to... Arizona the following year, he signed with them, had to have Tommy John surgery. Then he got traded twice while he was on his leave, basically, to Atlanta and L.A., both. And he had to have shoulder surgery as well while he was out. Well, I hadn't known anything about him for a while. Except for those few things. I kept hearing all this bad stuff. He kept getting, you know, back problems and shoulder surgery and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Because he had carpal tunnel in his pitching hand. So he wouldn't play guitar when he was pitching because he didn't want to make it worse. So he, would, he wouldn't play guitar till off season. And the guy can sing. I mean, Bronson Arroyo is one gifted dude. Well... Anywho, Marty had me wound up because spring training came in and he's talking. And he goes, you can bet the ranch it's going to be Bronson Arroyo. And I literally about screamed. I'm like, oh my God, they got him back? Yes. <laughs> so he retired back in Cincinnati. And I was like, talk about giddy as a schoolgirl. That was me. I was so happy that he came back. I mean, and he, yeah, he struggled. But it was still the fact that my favorite pitcher came back. I was just, yay! And my family thought it was so funny because I'd yell at him, Bronson, Anthony, Arroyo, quit it! You know, but I wasn't doing it to be, that I wasn't, that I was mad at him or nothing. I was just, you know, being funny. Because they thought it was funny because I knew him by his full name. That's why they thought that was so funny. Because I would do that on purpose to get him fired up. They'd laugh. Oh my gosh, you're, you're picking on him. What are you picking on him for? Because <laughs> it's my favorite pitcher. I gotta, you know. Because I really liked him. Because he was always, the guy was always trying to help the younger pitchers. He, he always helped the younger ones. And then he always, you know, if he did bad in a game, he would come out and he, he, he of course, he'd, he'd stand there and talk to the media. He didn't pull no punches. He admitted when he'd messed up. And, you know, he he talked to the media. He addressed them. Bronson Arroyo was a great dude. You know, he, he's, he's, a, he's a cool dude. I can honestly see him getting back into it as a pitching coach. I really could. I mean, the guy is good. He is a good pitcher. And he came up there that year. And, and one thing I loved about that man, he retired... I'm wanting to say May or June, I think. But you know what Bronson Arroyo did, you guys? He stayed with the Cincinnati Reds. He didn't just go home. No. 
Bronson Anthony Arroyo stayed with his team till September. He went with them to help the younger kids. He hung out with them. He didn't just hang it up and leave. See what I mean? Bronson Arroyo is a cool dude. I mean, he just sat there and stayed with them. Which I thought was so so neat. You know, he came up in the radio booth and, and um, talked to him and everything. I thought that was so cool because I at least got to hear his voice again. <laughs> that guy has an awesome voice. He really does. And, you know, he, he is... He is one amazing guy. He really is. Can sing. Can make you laugh. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's just a cool guy. And when when they clinched the division, he was the first one out of the out of the uh, post game party to come out and slap high fives to fans. He's the first one out of the out of the um, clubhouse. Comes up through the dugout tunnel. Comes out into the, well. Comes up through the tunnel. Comes out into the dugout. And slaps high fives to fans. He was the first one out of there. And he was, and, and you know, people were like making fun of that guy all the time because he, oh, well, he can't do this and he can't do that. He wasn't a power pitcher, but he was good. He did it his own way. You know, and Marty flat out, even Marty said there couldn't be a better guy to be a pitching coach than Bronson. And if Marty says it, you know it's true. Because Marty Brenneman don't pull no punches. You know? And, and like I said, there's a lot of things. There is a lot of things that... I wouldn't even be into if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't have gotten at bat at all because I didn't think I needed it because I figured, well, I'm going to be in Ohio. Well, glad I got that. To be honest, <laughs> Jesse will probably get a kick out of this one, but he had brought up the app Dark Sky a couple years ago on his channel. A couple years ago or last year, something like that. I did not get it yet. I hadn't got it yet. And I, I'm not sure if it was because of... I think I think it was because at that time the, the weather was shitty. And I was not about to try to download it yet. It was either that or whatever. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to get that yet. Two days later... And I'll probably get shit for this when I turn off. Or he's going to give me shit right now. But... Marty Brenneman brings up Dark Sky. Guess who had it on their phone within 10 minutes? <laughs> I did. Okay. My two favorite people recommend that app. I download that app. <laughs> and I know I'm going to catch some shit when, I'm, when I hang up, when I get off here. I see. Uh-huh, I see. Marty tells you to do it. You download it right away. I say something about it. You don't download it. I can see what he's going to say to me. I, I know. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. 
But seriously, my two favorite people recommend that app, and boom, I have it on my phone. And then it gets even better, because then my brother sees it, and he's like, oh my God, because it was so accurate. And he's like, he goes, oh my God, that is so dang realistic and accurate. Holy shit. So what does he do? He goes over to dad's garage and he goes, starts telling the neighbor guy who has an iPhone. So what does the neighbor guy do? He comes over and questions me about it. So he had to get it himself because he wanted it. And it was like, geez, you know, he had to have it. And I'm like, I only got it because my two favorite people brought it up. Then the neighbor guy got it. So, I mean, Marty, he even helped encourage me to get a damn app on my phone, for God's sake. A couple of them, in fact. He, he's the one that actually kept bringing up AppBat and how great AppBat was. That one, I have to owe that all to Marty because I was not going to get that app. Because I had a radio. I didn't think I needed it on my phone. But, yeah, I do because otherwise I wouldn't have my broadcasts. And if I go anywhere, I can still listen to my teens no matter where I'm at. I don't have to be stuck in an area and not be able to listen to games. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's, it's going to be an interesting day tomorrow, that's for sure. It's... It's going to be a very interesting day because, like I said, that man is one hell of a broadcaster and always will be. You know, he he's good. And he'll never, ever be forgotten. That is for sure. If anybody is a Reds fan and they say they'd ever forget that man, then pff, they're not a true Reds fan because... Marty is unforgettable. You know, you cannot... that You, you can't think Reds baseball and not think Marty Brenneman. You just... It, it, it don't work that way. It just... it No. It just does not work. They go together like a hand in a glove. I mean, pss, there's no way in hell you can think Reds baseball and not think Marty. You know, you can't think of the words, and this one belongs to the Reds, and not think Marty Brenneman. You know, you can't think of the words, you know, a number of fans turn out for tonight's titanic struggle and not think of Marty Brenneman. I mean, there's just certain lines that just go with Marty Brenneman. See you later, it's a tater. Yeah, I know Marty's lines. <laughs> Just like Jeff Brantley, if something happens and he retires, you can kiss the baby. That's what he always says. You just can't. There's just lines that go with them. Like the old left-hander used to say, rounding third and headed for home. You know, that was what the late Joe Nuxall, God rest his soul, always used to say. You know, that's what he always said. So, Marty, I know you'll probably never hear this, but 
you. We're such an inspiration to me and always will be. My favorite broadcaster in the whole wide world. If it wasn't for you, I would never know at all what a baseball game even was. What it looked like or anything. I wouldn't even know what it sounded like because I wouldn't have even listened. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have known any of the great players that I've heard about. There's no way I would have known because I never would have listened if it wasn't for detailed descriptions. I hope you have a great time in your retirement and that you enjoy your life with your family. You've got some great grandkids, gorgeous grandkids. We love you, Marty. You're rounding third, headed for home, honey. God bless you, Marty Brenneman. See you later, guys.